0: Hello everybody, this is Encozy and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Sadly, John couldn't join us again this week, mainly because he got the flu, so he's having a very bad two-week spin here, but you'll have me again, so on this episode we will talk about the DCEU roadmap that was recently announced by James Gunn and how that's going to change how we view... The DCEU, maybe, I don't know. And also, we're going to talk about a particular YouTuber, a very big YouTuber called Mr. Beast, and how his video has recently caused a lot, a lot of blowback on him in a very weird direction. So, let's go into it. Now. When James Gunn and Peter Safran took over as the co-CEOs of DC Studios, we knew that it would be a very big shift in regards to DC's direction moving forward on the movie and the TV side. Mainly because James Gunn, as we all know, he is a very famous director and he also worked with Marvel. In regards to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies where he directed two of them and is coming out with his third. As well as Peter Safran who is a very well known mover and shaker. Now we knew that it was only going to be a matter of time before they announced their projects. And what the shape of the DC Cinematic Universe would look like under them. And we just got our biggest announcement for what we're going to expect over not only the next year or two years. We got an announcement for their 8 to 10 year plan in both film and TV. So let's just jump right into it. This plan, as James Gunn has put it, is called Chapter 1 gods and monsters and from what I read of the plan that actually makes a lot of sense. So in going to the film projects first we're going to get a new Superman movie titled Superman Legacy. This will come out in 2025 and this will be written actually by James Gunn and it's going to focus on Superman and balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. We're going to get The Authority. This is going to include Wildstorm characters, and it's going to talk about the, a group called The Authority who are known to take matters into their own hands, to put it lightly. We're going to get The Brave and the Bold, which is going to be a Batman and Robin. Now, two big things, it's going to be inspired by the incredible Grant Morrison run of Batman and it's also going to include Damian Wayne who if you're not familiar with the comics is actually Bruce Wayne's biological son he's going to take over and be Robin this is going to be the first time in the film world on the live action screen so that's going to be super interesting also we're going to get a Supergirl movie Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is going to be the Supergirl movie. It's going to be based off the Tom King comic series. It's said to be more of a science fiction adventure that features Supergirl. And last but not least, we're going to get a Swamp Thing movie. A live-action Swamp Thing movie that's going to talk about the dark origins of Swamp Thing. Now that talks about the film side. On the television side, we're going to get a couple more projects. So the first one is going to be called Creature Commandos, which is going to feature the famous Creature Commandos from the DC Comics. This one, I believe, is also going to be written and directed by James Gunn. So that's going to feature the Creature Commandos and Amanda Waller. Right after that, we're also going to get a Waller series where it's going to have Viola Davis reprise her role as Amanda Waller, and it's also going to feature characters from the TV show Peacemaker. We're going to get a Booster Gold TV show. Now, Booster Gold is famously a guy from the future who goes back into the past with future tech and pretends to be a hero that's obviously going to be a very interesting topic we're going to have lanterns which is going to not only take place with green lanterns it's going to be with hal jordan and john stewart and it's going to be more of a true detective style tv show which very very intrigued by it and we're going to get our Game of Thrones TV show in regards to Paradise Lost, which is going to be set in Themyscira, which is the home of the Amazons and Wonder Woman, and it's going to focus on the drama and genesis and political intrigue of an island filled with all women. Now, we've learned a couple other things outside of that. We also learned that The rest of the movies that are coming out for the 2023 slate are all still planning. So, The Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, and Shazam Fury of the Gods are all coming out still. Another thing we learned is that they're also going to have a DC Elseworlds. And for those who don't know DC Elseworlds, DC Elseworlds is kind of the analogous of Marvel What If, in that these are not actual canon stories. These are stories that take place in a different universe where these are true, and these don't actually impact the current DC universe. So what that means is the next movie in the Batman series so the Batman part two that's going to be in DC Elseworlds also the new Joker sequel that's going to star Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga that's going to take place in the DC Elseworlds so now that we've gone through all of them I want to talk a little bit about these projects as a whole so I feel like With this project, with the plan that they've come out with for the new DC Cinematic Universe, it's really, in my opinion, off to a great start. Now, I've been very open about my love, or not so much love, but let's say my criticisms of the DC Cinematic Universe. It's always felt like they are trying to make the recipe the same thing that Marvel has done. And while Marvel has provided the blueprint for how to do it, it felt like DC just looked at the image on the box and they said, I'm going to make that, but I'm going to make it without looking at any of the ingredients and I'm just going to do it my own way. And I'm going to try and get this out faster than the other method says, because I didn't look at any of those instructions. And for the most part, that's how I felt about the DC Cinematic Universe as a whole. It's had good movies. It's had good moments. The problem has been the cohesive idea just hasn't been there. It's felt rushed to get to a similar uh, parody level of the MCU, and they didn't necessarily take their time and really craft it in a cohesive manner. So missteps would happen a lot easier and a lot more frequent than it did in the MCU, Who's, which has had its issues. It's just the worst MCU movie I would still put above the worst DC movie simply because it had a beginning a middle and an end that was very understandable and the plot was still a little bit more solid and a little bit more well put together so having said all of that I do like what James Gunn is putting forward here. I like that he has separated the elseworld's properties as well as the as the new canon properties. So I just I love his idea of we are going to put these two things together we're not going to necessarily smash cut We're not necessarily going to just keep building one off the other. I think this is a true reboot. They may keep some things from the past. I just think at a certain point, they're going to move forward. And I think that move forward is really going to happen in either this new Flash movie or in the new Superman movie. Now, full disclosure, I actually liked... Man of Steel I thought it was actually a pretty good movie and I was looking forward to a sequel to it so I'm not getting it so I'm a little sad but I am very interested to see what James Gunn is going to write in regards to Superman and if he's going to keep a little bit more of a muted role or if he's going to go more aspirational and loving with superman about how this alien can be human while also embracing both sides of his heritage or the heritage he was born into versus the heritage he was raised in so i'm really intrigued by that also we're going to get batman and robin and we're going to get damian wayne in there Now, for those who've read the comics or even played the latest games in the Injustice uh, saga, you know, Injustice Gods Among Men, that movie, that game I loved. Also, I just like Damian Wayne as a character. He is Bruce Wayne's biological son. He's not this found family. He is his flesh and blood. So how is he going to react to that? Also, I'm intrigued to see about on the movie side with the authority. I'm really intrigued there because these are Wildstorm characters. And to my knowledge, this is the first time they're going to bring Wildstorm characters into the DC Cinematic Universe. So we're going to get the authority... A team that really is well known on the comic side, but I think this is going to be their first time in the big screen, so I'm really intrigued to see how that goes. We're also going to get our, I think, second instance of Supergirl on the big screen. Now, you may not know this unless you're a huge uh, Superman fan, but there's actually a previous Supergirl movie that came out over 30 years ago it's not a good movie but it did happen so this is this is going to be real interesting to see especially with the Tom King comic series I've heard good things about it I haven't necessarily read it so I'll probably try and read up a little bit on it before the movie comes out I'm very intrigued to see that and Swamp Thing oh Swamp Thing I I love me some Swamp Thing it's really interesting the story between on the DC side Swamp Thing and on the MCU side Man Thing I it's if you're ever interested in the stories where You have similar characters or characters that are similarly named where one came over from the other property where the creator for one came over from one comic book group to another comic book group and he wanted to recreate his favorite character. So he just took that character in terms of the idea and then they changed the name a little bit. That's always an interesting uh, story. And I highly recommend you look up what Swamp Thing and Man Thing and why they are the way they are. Uh, I just, I love that story. So, also on the TV side, I think I love the idea of where these are all going. I love uh, the fact that we're going to get Amanda Waller in two TV shows. We're going to get her in an animated one and Creature Commandos, and a live-action one. Uh, I love Viola Davis as just principal, so I'm always going to root for Viola Davis in whatever Viola Davis is in. Also, with Booster Gold, the thing I'm interested in is this. Booster Gold is very much a comedic character in the DC Cinematic Universe. He is a guy that came from the far-flung future, took some tech from that future, came back in time, and decided with that technology to be a hero. So it's, it's so intriguing to see this guy who he is essentially doing this just because he wants to. He's not doing this because he had some great obligation. He just thought, hey, wouldn't it be great if I was a hero? So now I'm going to become a hero with this basic technology that I used back in like hundreds of years in the future. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to use that technology in order to be a hero. So it's it's always interesting in the comics how he is considered such a joke. And how he fully understands what it means to be a hero and how he did not take it seriously at starting point. So I, the main thing this reminds me of is the TV show, The Tick. If you've ever seen The Tick, it's a great uh, TV show. And if they try and put that kind of humor Next to Booster Gold, I'm going to be in love with that TV show the second it airs. Lanterns, I actually have an interesting idea for that. I was intrigued when they said it's going to be True Detective style. If you've ever seen a season of True Detective, then you know what that style is. So I'm very intrigued how that's going to play out on TV, especially with the Green Lantern Corps which feature intergalactic cops who have a power ring and their power is fueled by their willpower. So I'm going to be interested in that. They've already said they're going to have Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan in there. Those are two of the most prominent Green Lanterns. So that's going to be interesting. What I think, they're also going to have a couple of the other well-known Green Lanterns, like Kilowog. I also think they're going to have the most recent Green Lantern that's come up in the comics. That Green Lantern, of course, being uh, Jessica Cruz, who I'm I'm really interested to see how they're going to portray her, especially in live action. Uh, I'm not going to do any fan casting yet. But I'm, I'm really interested to see how they portray that. Because the Green Lanterns are, like I said, they are intergalactic cops. They take anybody that has sufficient willpower to wield their power ring. So they could pull them from any and everywhere. Anyone could be a Green Lantern, which will lead to some very interesting very interesting uh points of reference in reality so i'm very intrigued by that now with paradise lost that's going to be another interesting thing to see simply because this is coming from hbo so how are they going to do game of thrones style on themiscera are they going to talk about the other Amazons on Themyscira? Now, this is something that's kind of a deep cut, but in regards to Themyscira and its history, there is there are actually two groups of Amazons that are on Themyscira. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how they play that as well as if they're going to play up other factions of Amazonians that are on Themyscira, or if they're going to put that series way back in the past, when the Greek gods were walking amongst the average person, and where you could possibly see Hercules, and you could also see some of the other Greek gods that they're going to introduce, kind of like a a interesting version of something that would maybe go across um Percy Jackson since that's coming out from Disney so like I said there's a lot of intriguing things that can come up just from this announcement alone and I'm really all for seeing what these different you know what these different iterations are what exactly is James Gunn's uh motivation now that he no longer has Kevin Feige to help you know push his ideas in the way that Kevin Feige wants to see it this is now James Gunn's baby so this is going to live or die based off of his vision based off of his direction it's one thing to be a producer or director of a single movie it's another thing to be not only the producer but the main storyteller behind a group of movies and making sure that they stay in continuity that they tell the stories that you want them to tell i mean I think the title of this whole thing is telling gods and monsters. They want to play up the other worldliness of some of these characters and how, you know, we're dealing with gods and we're dealing with monsters. So are they going to go more towards the fantastical in regards to dealing with all of the issues that they're dealing with, or are they going to more shape it in the way of these are, these otherworldly beings that have all of these powers. At the end of the day, though, they're still, in certain ways, identify very much with humans and humanity. They still have our foibles. Nobody is omnipotent and omnipresent and can do no wrong. They still make mistakes. They still have good days and bad days. I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to be the direction that they go into. However, this is James Gunn. He has been known to surprise me many times. So I'm interested to see in what direction this takes place. I'm also interested to see in what stories are inevitably going to be told about this. Because James Gunn, at his heart, is a storyteller. We've seen him tell great stories. So... How is he going to help these directors shape all of these stories? Or is it going to be that he's going to direct a lot more of these properties than we think he's going to direct? I have no idea. This is all really in the very much the beginning stages. And to me, that's a little exciting. I'm interested to see where this goes on. And I, I really wish the best because... When we have competition in that space, when we have more than one example of comic book movies out there, I think it helps everyone. I don't think it's a good idea to have Marvel go unopposed in the comic book market. I think it's a great thing to have a DC come in and tell some great stories as well as other properties come in and tell some great stories and really if we can get some really well-known characters from DC if this works then that just means I'm one step closer to getting my personal favorite which is Static Shock getting him in live action and getting him on the silver screen or on the, uh, or on TV, I just want to see Static Shock come back. It was an underrated TV show. I was very sad when it left, and I want it back. So, James Gunn, if you, even if you're hearing this, please bring back Static Shock. You won't regret it. It will connect with everyone. So, I wish you the best. If this will bring me back static shock a lot faster, then I hope all these movies make over a billion dollars, so that way I can get my static shock back on even the small screen, if not the silver screen, and that is that's my goal. That's what I want, and you know we will see what goes on with this new uh, gods and monsters lineup moving on to our next topic we're going to talk a little bit about a youtube celebrity whose name is mr beast aka jimmy donaldson and one of his latest youtube videos and how it's sparked conversations around consumerism capitalism as well as performative altruism And if it's good or bad, really that's more up to you, but we'll just jump into it. So, if you aren't a big YouTube person, you might not know who Jimmy Donaldson, a.k.a. Mr. Beast, is. He is a huge YouTube personality, one of the biggest in the world. And at least in the past couple of years, he's been known for doing... Huge acts where he will give people money for performing tasks. Uh, One video he made where he had a guy who would see if he was in solitary confinement, how long he would last, and for every day he was in solitary confinement, he would give that person more money. The big thing, and the big reason why so many people are really up in arms about him is he recently came out with a video last week Saturday. And that video was one where he gave a whole bunch of people, a thousand patients around the world. He helped them pay for an eye surgery. Now this eye surgery would allow them to see as they normally would. It was a cataract situation where the eye occludes and it gets hazier and hazier so that way people cannot see. So what he did was he paid for about a thousand patients to receive this surgery where they would not need to pay a dime. And with some of the people, he gave them money some people he gave them ten thousand dollars one young man he even gave him a tesla after he had his surgery because he was young and he really wanted to drive but he could never drive because of his situation with his eyes and afterwards he gave him a brand new tesla so this video of course has garnered huge Huge amounts of views we are talking hundreds of millions of views uh, at the time of this um, it's said to have done over 120 million views in regards to it so it's generated a lot of traffic and you know in YouTube traffic equals money so obviously Mr. Beast is getting some decent amount of money from this well the big the big pushback from this is that with Mr. Beast doing these kinds of things especially with this uh situation it's caused a lot of people to get very angry with Mr. Beast you know some people saying that he's exploiting the people He's giving this procedure to uh, some people, saying he it's a good thing that he gave the money. However, he didn't need to make a video off it, showing these people. He could have just given the money for this procedure and not done anything in regards to it. Some people saying if you are truly altruistic in your goals. You don't need to gain any kind of public recognition or you don't need to do any kind of performative altruism, which is the phrase that was actually thrown around. So there was a lot of those questions that were just circling around the Internet. And of course, you had your defenders of him saying, well, yes, he's doing this. The money he gains from these videos, he turns around and he puts into altruistic projects all over the world, which he has been known to do many acts of altruism over the years. And really, I would just say this issue is more the icing on the cake of when people see others doing huge gestures of a decidedly good deed and it's being put out there for the public to see many people wonder well is that a good thing is it a bad thing is it actually altruism or is it as I've used several times performative altruism is it altruism only for the benefit of a monetary gain or a societal gain in terms of being thought of as being a good person so really I want to dive into that a little bit because I I'm gonna say to be honest it's a little bit of a difficult situation for me and the reason why it's a difficult situation is because on one hand him doing this act is a net positive no matter what complaints you have about it It is a better world that we live in where a thousand people are now able to see, are now able to work, are now no longer in a position where the only reason they could not see was because they could not afford a 10-minute surgery, that they could not afford the medical cost. That is a decidedly good thing and i don't think anyone is going to say well i would rather mr beast not have done that than him do what he did obviously that's not the conversation that anyone is having out there it really stems towards was this needed and is performative altruism even a good thing or is it a bad thing and he does make money off this he does with these videos it generates revenue that goes into his pocket that he does use some of it can be used for altruism however some of it he does use to fund a rich lifestyle he does have a large house he has cars he has clothes he has He has monetary means that most people in the world do not have. And we've had several conversations, not on this podcast, but just in society about what's the good of having these ultra-rich people, people who are billionaires, people who are multi-billionaires, what good are they actually in society, what What positive change do they bring by having that large amount of money? We've had these conversations in society and really they've been picking up over the past decade or so. In fact, there are people out there who will say there are no good billionaires. That the simple fact that you, if you have a billion dollars that you've had to exploit people to such a point where you are no longer a good person and from my understanding I believe Mr. Beast is a billionaire or if he's not he's very close to it so is he a good person does the amount of money you have directly correlate to the goodness that's within you Are you a bad person for having a billion dollars? Would you, if you jump to below a billion dollars, are you now a good person? Obviously, these are sarcastic and high-level questions to ask. But these are questions that do deserve to be asked. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm one way or the other. I don't necessarily watch Mr. Beast videos, so... Him doing this, I do think it is a net positive. However, I have no stake in the game for if he is successful or if he isn't. I am glad that he was successful in this altruistic goal. However, in terms of overall his performance, I think about Mr. Beast as much as Mr. Beast thinks about hearing this podcast, which is probably zero. I mean, if he does, then... I appreciate it but let's be honest here so where is the real culprit now for me this real culprit was of course about the medical system about how in America we have people who because of a 10-minute surgery they are blind not because they simply cannot have their blindness cured but simply they cannot afford to have their blindness cured is obviously a huge issue it is obviously a problem that we need to address and with the current state of politics of course that problem will probably not be addressed anytime soon which is not a good thing for me or anyone else really I do think that there is one question we need to ask and that is is performative altruism bad if it does make a difference now that's always a good question to ask and i would say at least in this case it's not a bad thing if the end goal was as i've said before a thousand people have gained their eyesight back a thousand people will be able to see the world in a way that they were not able to see the world days weeks months even years ago then i think that's a realistic and a good thing i think that is something that is well and truly great that we truly need to see or needed to see I think it affects not only them, it affects their families, it affects the people that they love, it affects their work prospects, it affects their quality of life. Mr. Beast helped restore that. And I think you can say that he definitely did this with a monetary goal, and you can also say that what he did was still a good deed, and you are happy that he did it. And we can just kind of not leave the conversation there, but we can definitely not put one thing down in order to push another. And I would also say that when we talk about performative altruism, we talk about mainly the monetary gain, and we talk about the societal gain, and I would say A lot more performative altruism happens than most people think. There are plenty of times that people in their life have done a good deed simply because of societal pressures, societal norms, saying, oh, I'm going to hold. It could be something as simple as I'm going to hold open the door for somebody even though I really don't want to because of societal norms. Now, somebody could say that's because of the patriarchy, but really it's more a form of performative altruism. We can see just sometimes being a good person is enough, and you would hope that every single time somebody does something is simply because they are trying to be a good person. There are plenty of times when people do the good thing, not because they are, they want to be a good person. They just don't want to be perceived as a bad person because they did not do that thing. It's a simple test that I know my dad used to talk about when it was about morals and what kind of morals you have. He would say morals are. Are the thing that you do when no one else is looking when the only person you can see is yourself when no one is there to judge you when your good or bad actions will not even impact anyone except yourself where you are the only person that will hold yourself accountable for doing it and I've always taken that as a gift and as a lesson for myself So I think you'll get that when you'll ask the question of, hey, if somebody drops their wallet and they have money in it, how many people are going to return the money? And I've asked that question to people that I've known and I know that I've gotten a lot more people than I would think who would say, well, I'm going to keep the money simply because no one is looking. There's no way that somebody's going to find out why this money was taken whereas if they were in a crowd and people saw them then they would say well if somebody was looking then i would try and return the money not because of being a good person not because of being truly altruistic it's simply because they don't want to be thought of as a terrible person and really societal norms are a thing that's helped us evolve and if not evolve then move forward throughout the years the decades the centuries so in conclusion with this whole situation i would say that while i think it is a good thing that we can recognize that Hey, what Mr. Beast did definitely wasn't, you know, definitely he gained more than just the sense of a good deed. I do think if your first thought on seeing that, on seeing the video, was about Mr. Beast and not about the situations and the socioeconomic reasons why. These thousand, Why these 1,000 people could not get this surgery. Why these 1,000 people were in this situation. Some of them, you heard their stories for years. If that isn't your first picture, if your first thought is focusing on Mr. Beast and then focusing on the larger socioeconomic issue then I really think we do need to take a step back and we do need to understand that just like the road to hell is can be paved with good intentions, sometimes a bad deed can lead to good results. It's not something that I agree with. I do think that a good deed can should just be done for good deeds. However, there have been plenty of times I've seen the right thing done because of pressure from society from the law from several different things where altruism is applied not because it is not because the group may have even thought about it but simply because they did not want the worst situation to arise and maybe In your definition of altruism, you would say, well, that's not altruism. That's just being held accountable. And there are certainly cases for that. I just think that we can all think about one situation in our lives where somebody did the good thing and they benefited from it in a way that was not, hey, I did this good thing because... I truly wanted to do this good thing because in my opinion, if you do something good for people and that fills you with a sense of need and purpose and everything, I just think when it comes to altruism, I just know that the definition of it is the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. And if my understanding is correct, you know, selfless doesn't necessarily mean you don't benefit from it. I mean, selfless is being concerned with the needs and wishes of others than with yourself so like i said i know this is taking a long way around i just think we can both look at this situation and we can focus on it i do think if the focus is mainly on what mr beast did and not on the problems that led to these people not being able to afford this because of a medical system and systems around the world that truly are in need of reform, then we're really focusing all of our effort on the complete wrong situation. So having said that, uh, I wish you guys a great rest of the week. And if you want to find the podcast you can find us on podbean and spotify at the two sides of a coin podcast if you want to email us you can find us at a two sides podcast at gmail.com that's t-w-o-s-i-d-e-z podcast at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at two sides of a coin and you can find us on twitter at two sides, and that's with a Z. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and you all have a good one.